Another edition of the Degenerate Hawkeyes podcast. Trent and Biz here. We're for a quick hitter this week. Minnesota on tap. A lot of negativity surrounding Iowa athletics. The football team drops another tough one as they fall to Wisconsin over the weekend, 24-22. The basketball team gets clubbed on Monday against DePaul. And Xavier Foster makes his uh, verbal commitment to the clones. So instead of digging deep into all that, Biz, let's bring some levity to the world and Talk about how bad those 9-0 Gophers, that program stinks. Yeah, Trent, you and I are both uh, very busy people this week. You've got the uh, the world of Iowa State volleyball, and I've been uh, busy busy lawyering all week. So we, we, we realized we had to kind of squeeze this in when, when time allowed. So uh, let's brush all the negativity aside, Trent. This could have been an all-time negative podcast yeah. if we wanted to. We, we could have spent... Uh, an hour breaking down uh, Iowa's loss, yet another loss to Wisconsin in familiar fashion. We could have talked about a uh, all-time brutal loss in basketball. We could have talked about Xavier Foster not only choosing the clones, but you know, rubbing some salt in the wound right, by talking about his Iowa fandom and, and how he still didn't become a Hawk. Uh, or we could talk about my horrific betting the last few weeks. But, uh, we're not, we're not going to do any of that. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, do we hate the Gophers? I'm confused. I, I know they hate us. Are we supposed to hate the Gophers now? I don't think I do. And honestly, I don't think you do. But we both know somebody that does. Trent. Who hates the Gophers? Well, that would be Stat Boy. Shits absolutely loathes them. He gets a kick out of the chant, Who Hates Iowa? And his favorite thing, and he will be doing it if you see a belligerent man walking around the stadium before the game and around tailgates, going up to random Minnesota fans and asking them, who hates Iowa, and then pointing right them in the chest and say, you hate Iowa, that will be Stat Boy. Uh, a random aside here, Trent. Stat Boy, uh, as we mentioned, went with me to Madison last week. Uh, if people think we're joking when he, when he walks up to people and has those conversations, uh, this is a good story to, to explain just, just how uh, unique of a character Stat Boy is. Uh, we went to one of the many bars uh, next to Camp Randall last week, and uh, around noon, uh, after he'd been there a few hours, Statboy started to get a little uh, a little liquored up, and he decided to just go on a wandering tour around the bar and ask Badgers fans if a they know who the the Badgers wrestling coach is, and b if they knew that the Badgers had a guy who was likely going to be a national champ this year, and, and he was. Astonished at the, the lack of knowledge of Wisconsin fans in, in the Badger wrestling. So uh, uh, I'm not joking. It was a good 90 minutes uh, wandering around and, and asking people about uh, their, their knowledge of, of Badger wrestling. So yeah, this week he can focus more on his hatred of the Gophers. But uh, I figured we better throw Stat Boy a bone. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he, he did a lot of work this week, and we will get those numbers out there. Uh, Stat Boy, though someday he very well could be mayor of North Liberty or Iowa City, he certainly is never going to be mayor of Minneapolis or Madison. No, I, I think uh, after his odd questions in Madison, there's a better chance of him getting a restraining order in Madison than, than running for mayor there. But uh, so my assignment to him, Trent, was just 
about as simple as you can get. I'm sure you've seen at some point this week, but the Gophers have not won a football game in Kinnick mm-hmm. in twenty in twenty years. So I basically just told Fat Boy I gave him a long leash and said, uh, "Go out and find us some fun info about uh, how long it's been and just how uh, how how dominating the Hawks have been at Kinnick for over the last two decades." So you're you're ready to. Top in the time machine and, and, and enjoy yourself for the next 10 minutes? Absolutely. I, I remember the last loss vividly. It would have been my sophomore year sitting at the student section. A unseasonably warm day there in late November as the Hawkeyes actually played really well against a good Minnesota team, but dropped that one two decades ago, 1999. Let's take a look at the positives and the wins over these last two decades. You are correct. I was going to give a little background on that game. It was a 1-9 in nine Iowa squad. Uh, that took on a number 17 ranked Gophers, and, and we took them down to the last minute before uh, falling 25 to 21. And to be honest with you, that game was kind of the uh, the first sign of what was to come over the next few years. And the fact that uh, I remember pretty vividly up to that point, uh, Iowa fans were a little worried about Kirk Ferentz. I think the week before we got destroyed, like 41 to three or something, by, by somebody. And uh, it, there weren't a lot of positive signs that year, but that that. If there's possible to end the year on a loss and still be on a high note, that that was it. So, but yes, yeah, November twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. I was going to ask you what what was young Trent Tandon doing, but you already answered that. You were a sophomore in college, which means you are one year older than PJ Fleck. Huh? He would have been he would have been a freshman at Northern Illinois University at the time. Um, and I wanted to go through before we get into Iowa's dominance. What else was going on in November of 1999, Trent, just to show you how much life has changed since the Gophers actually uh, won in Kinnick? November so, uh, 99. Well, that also would have been, I believe, when we sprinted from 520 South Capitol Street up to Jake's after an upset victory against number one ranked UConn from the men's basketball team and Steve Alford. You are correct, Trent. That was one of the things. Uh, those are the days. Steve Alford had just started and. Everybody loves Steve Alford. So, uh, <laughs> At the time. Yeah. Oh, we, we were uh, we were on our way, Trent. Uh-huh. This, was, this was the beginning of greatness for Iowa basketball. And uh, here we are two years, decades later. But again, Trent, today, today's positives only. Yes, so, positive. Okay. Uh, other random things, Trent, in 1999, uh, Wayne Gretzky had retired and just got inducted, immediately inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame then. No waiting 20- period. Exactly. When you're the when your nickname is the great one, Trent, you don't have to wait. So, Toy Story Two was the top movie at the time. TLC's No Scrub was the top song, and Google had just gotten around to uh, kicking off. It, it, it was less than a year old at that point. Facebook and Twitter were not even uh, not even in consideration. They wouldn't come around for another five years. So. A lot has changed since the Gophers came into Kinnick and walked away with with, uh, with Floyd. So let's break it down, Trent. Uh, well, before, before we do, I mean, you got me excited when you're going back in history here. We, we got to play a little no, oh, no Scrubs, don't we? I'm looking yeah. at this music video. You find it? I did. Oh, this is a jam. I think you might have seen me on the Fieldhouse dance floor a time or due to this one. Wow. Two decades. Both of us could probably sing along to that song. So 
Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. All right, go ahead. Let's talk about the uh, the Hawkeyes and Gophers playing for the Pig and Kinnick over the last two decades. Quick aside, Trent. I, after playing that song, we could maybe have a uh, side podcast someday on the relationship of uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez and uh, uh, Andre Risen. I think that yes. would be uh, that alone would be a good half hour of entertainment. So, but, but no, that's not for today. So <laughs> again, the twenty years, Trent. The Hawks are eight and zero. Uh, because of the stupid realignment, there was a, a stretch in there where we didn't play for a little while. But uh, 8-0 over the 20 years. So let, let's talk about some fun information that Stat Boy dug out. So the first one's pretty straightforward. Um, today is the 7,300th day since they last won in Kinnick. Tomorrow will be 7,301. So uh, it, it, it's an anniversary of some sort, Trent. 7,300 days since they came into Kinnick and won. Uh, but the best nugget he found, Trent, this is absolutely incredible. In the eight games that we've won against the Gophers in the last 20 years, how many minutes do you think the Gophers have had the lead? So eight games, you said? Eight games. So Eight uh, games, 60 minutes a game for 480. Uh, I would Four, say 70. 480 minutes. How many minutes have the Gophers had the lead? Seventy. 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 You're off. You're off by sixty-eight minutes, Trent. No way. The Gophers have had the lead <laughs> in those eight games in for two minutes and twelve seconds. Holy crap! That's yeah, and you got you got to go back to two thousand three when it happened. In two thousand three, the legendary Reese Lloyd, the kicker for. Uh, the Gophers, who I believe won us a game with a missed field goal. Yep. Um, he kicked the field goal with one ten to go in the first quarter uh, to give the Gophers a 6-3 to three lead. The Go- Hawks immediately responded on an eight-play, 70-yard march led by Nate Chandler to retake the lead with 13.58 to go in the second quarter. So that's it. Two minutes, 12 seconds. That's the only time they've had the lead in the last two decades. That's unthinkable. I just ridiculous number right there. All right, go on. Can you imagine how giddy Statboy was when he found that? Oh, I, yeah. I, there's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, I, but, so total score, Trent. Over the eight games, we've outscored them two fifty-five to one forty-six, or a, a thirty-two to eighteen average score. So not only are we beating them, we're beating them by an average of two scores, and. and uh, the last two have been relatively close, forty to thirty-five and seventeen to ten. But the the first six were some true butt kicking. So uh, they they have not been real competitive football games. Another great stat, Trent, of the four hundred and eighty minutes. How much of the time do you think we have been ahead by fourteen or more? Uh, three hundred of them. Yeah, you're a little high, but. 243 minutes, so over 50% of the time, we've been ahead by two scores or more. So, uh, And only 11% of the time has the game been tied. So you're talking 89% of the time, 89% of the time we have been ahead of the Gophers over the last eight years. So it's a pretty impressive butt-kicking. So I see no reason why that shouldn't continue on Saturday, Trent. Uh, this is... <laughs> Uh, Again, we're talking only positives this week. Okay, so, uh, okay. We don't need to worry about the fact that the Gophers are nine and zero, and they have their best team ever coming into Kinnick, or the best team, obviously, in our uh, in our lifetime. But uh, 
just looking back at the uh, the info set, the info doesn't lie, Trent. Uh, you know, who hates Iowa? Obviously, the Gophers hate them, and the reason why is because they've gotten their butts kicked in Kinnick uh, for two straight decades. So, oh, boy. No, no reason that shouldn't continue on Saturday, correct? Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Phil Fleck uh, doesn't got much of a squad. Well, the, the, this team uh, is a little bit concerning out there and what they can do, but I'm confident Phil Parker's going to put together a plan to do something to slow down what they did, the RPOs with the quick slants behind with two NFL receivers. Gophers are talented. This, this is a talented Minnesota team. They won their first big one. Let's see if they can win one on the road here in Kinnick Stadium. Should be a great environment, 3 o'clock. How many Gopher fans? I had somebody ask this to me earlier in the week. How many Gopher fans do you think are going to be making an appearance in Kinnick? They've seen plenty of beatdowns. There's normally you know, your standard four, 5,000 Gopher fans that make it. Are, are we going to see more than that seven, 8,000 range, do you think? I sure hope so. Uh- I mean, this is also a fan base that barely sold out the game last week. I think it didn't sell out until 24 hours before. But uh, yeah, if there's ever a time to jump on the bandwagon, I would think now is it. And I, I did see there was an article up in the Star Tribune talking about that people had had changed vacation plans and things like that to, to make the trek down to Iowa City. So, yes, I would, I would guess we'll see more than usual. And I know of at least one that's coming. Our good friend Joe Pa will be uh, – We'll be at our tailgate on Saturday, and, and I'll give Joe Pot credit. He is he is the one and only diehard Minnesota Gophers fan I know, and so he's he's been through a lot of uh, long suffering years as a Gopher fan. So I hope they've enjoyed the last nine weeks, Trent, because it's coming to an end in uh, a little over twenty four hours. Yes, let's uh, let's give that that first loss, put that in the column for the Gophers. You also know another uh, lifelong Gopher fan, single. How can you forget about single? Well, I don't know if I'd call him uh, an acquaintance. Asso- call him a friend by association, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, he, he's no Joe Pa. Let's put it that way. He's no Joe Pa. Well, uh, this one, as you look through some of the victories that Iowa's had, certainly you mentioned the 2003 uh, game where Iowa last trailed at Kinnick Stadium against the Gophers. I believe that was the Bob Sanders game, right? Where he just went off and what had like three forced fumbles or something ridiculous like that. There were a lot of Bob Sanders games, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to keep them all straight. I'm trying to think. You know, the game a couple of years ago when Iowa was undefeated, the 2015 game, that was a really good game. Minnesota played really well in that game against Iowa. Iowa was just able to kind of keep them an arm's reach away throughout that one. We'll see. I, I, I'm I'm certainly more optimistic this week, and well, the point spread maybe should say that too, as Iowa's favored in this game. They were a nine-point dog last week to the Badgers. But I'm optimistic this week, and that's not something that always happens with you, uh, with me, as you know, Biz, as an Iowa fan. Optimism's not something that's always there. Well, of course you're optimistic, Trent. We just, we just had the world's most optimistic podcast. So uh, there's no reason not to be optimistic, Trent. Uh, one last nugget. Uh, even though we've dominated over the years, our longest win streak against the Gophers ever is five in a row. So we win on Saturday. Uh, we tie that win streak. Um, and I saw on Twitter this morning that game, the 2015 game you referenced, uh, I believe it was exactly four years ago today. Uh, the one thing about that game I remember is late in that game when after LaShawn Daniels scored to put the game away, it was truly the greatest IOWA chance uh, in Kinnick history. It went on for literally five minutes straight. So uh, my uh, my hope is uh, 
late in the game, we, we do something similar, put the game away, uh, and uh, get to, to reenact the IOWA chant and uh, send the Gophers home sad. So, uh, I, I'm like you said, I'm optimistic. I think uh, we'll, we'll find a way to win this game and uh, ruin the, uh, the Gophers' dream season. Right there with you. I also believe... I don't know if it was the first time, but the first time I think it was significant where we, we got a little biggie playing in the background, and with it we also uh, were able to get the cell phones out. I believe that was the first time, at least for a night game, we really saw that. Yeah, you may be correct, but uh, hopefully, if, again, if that happens, uh, it's a little better. They, they waited and played that uh, late in the Penn State game, and uh, it was the saddest uh, no, flashlight no. flash of all time because <laughs> I think we were down 17 to 6 at the time, and nobody was in a celebratory mood. So, I don't know. This just feels like one of those games where we're going to come out and put up 30 plus on the offensive side, and then we can all talk about uh, where the heck was that all of the 10 Let's hope that's the case. Biz, you got a business beat for us this week? I don't, Trent. I'm skipping the business beat. We're skipping the, the, the last week analysis, we're skipping the betting. We're focusing solely on the Gophers, Trent. So uh, let's uh, let's keep Floyd home. It's, we talk about all these other stupid trophy games, Trent. There is only one trophy game. It is the uh, Floyd of Rosedale. It's the greatest trophy in college football, and uh, let's keep it in, in uh, keep it keep it in his rightful home. So I guess if you want to call that business beat, that was it. Uh, keep Floyd home. There it is. That's good stuff and a good way to end. Biz, we'll do it again next week. All right, go Hawks.